0: Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Bear. I love you too, Kura. This is episode six of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about Star Trek and Star Wars. How do you feel Star Wars compares to Star Trek?
1: I don't think there's really comparison. I think they're completely two different forms of entertainment. Both great storytelling, but you know, completely different characters. But I I, I think they're they're widely based and you can widely different and you can pretty much tell by the fans that they attract, and some people are diehard Star Trek or Star Wars fans, but I think you can be a both uh, fan of both. To be honest with you,
0: well, of course they're different characters.
1: Yeah, but I mean, when I say different characters, just just different. It's hard to explain. Just different, completely, obviously different worlds. One more, what could possibly happen in the future, and one I believe is just more of a. A fantasy type of world.
0: Well, one takes place in our future, and the other takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, far away. away.
1: Yes, I know that. But Star Wars is more a bit, I think, on mythology fantasy, whereas Star Trek, you know, could be possible could possibly happen one day.
0: You don't think Star Wars could have ever actually happened?
1: No, no. I think there's a better chance of dragons being around and, well, some people might think of a real arc happening one day, then, yeah. How do you feel Star Trek compares to Star Wars?
0: Like you, I believe that Star Wars is science fantasy, where Star Trek is science fiction. By that, I mean the events that take place in the Star Trek universe could happen. Some of the, some of the science is stretched pretty thin. There's no magical force or or other magic. I think both of them are legends. By that I mean, like people don't believe that Hercules actually lived, you know, that he was the son of Zeus and and an Earth or or an Earthly woman. Those are stories that have been embellished and added to, and, and nobody really expects them to be real. Okay. I don't think Star Wars, anybody really expects those stories to be real. And I don't think they really expect Star Trek characters to ever become real. I don't mean that in a literal sense. I I just mean that I I don't think that our technology will end up going in that direction. There are legends in that there are so many stories about Kirk and Spock and McCoy that they couldn't possibly have done all of those things in one lifetime. Okay. That makes them legends.
1: Okay. That's understandable. I get that.
0: Have you seen every Star Wars movie and TV episode?
1: I've seen every Star Wars movie numerous times. I've seen most of the TV shows. As you know, I'm very picky about any kind of cartoon that I watch. I'm very uh, I'm very over, overly critical of artwork in some cartoons. But I've seen the majority of most all of them. I mean, I've enjoyed well, most of them. Uh, some of them I, I find to be ridiculous. But yeah, I would say I've seen most of the stuff. Have you seen every Star Trek movie and TV episode?
0: Yes, I have. There is a bit of a difference in that there's around 120 hours of Star Wars movies and TV episodes, whereas there are over 800 hours of Star Trek movies and episodes. And I have seen every single one of them. I've seen the original series. I've seen the animated series, which not a lot of people can say. I've seen uh, The Next Generation. I've seen Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Discovery. I've, I've seen
1: all of them.
0: While I didn't, you know, like all of them.
1: Have you that, seen the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies? Yes. Yes, oh, I've seen that those. That surprises me.
0: It's just a different take on it I, I don't think they're superb i don't think they're bad they're just they're just there
1: a lot of people i know who are, are original star trek fans don't like the jj abram ones because they're more violent from from talking to them they're more graphic and, and violent there's more like in the, in the original star trek there wasn't blood in the new star trek there's blood and there's gore and it's it's just over the top does that bother you?
0: Not too much. You have to consider the audience and and the the technology of the time. The original series was in the sixties the late sixties and the the new movies are for a, a newer audience and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for a new set of fans to come along on the franchise come. Okay isn't star wars kind of doing that too
1: not really i don't believe so i mean like the newest series with actual cast i guess would be the mandalorian um but it's it's never gotten either you never see there's there's always been violence in star wars movies uh they they've come along i mean it has gotten a little bit more i want to say graphic but more CGI, obviously. But that's with technology. Also, if you compare it to like the sword fighting in the original Star Wars trilogy, compared to the newer, newer trilogies that come out, they're they're more. Uh, the original style was more of a samurai fighting style. And now it's more acrobatic and uh, just kind of a different sword fighting, lightsaber fighting, I should say. But it's it's never been much with a bunch of blood and gore even like in the the Phantom Menace when Darth Maul got cut in half they shouldn't get cut in half but it wasn't like over the top blood was squirting everywhere and splashing on people's faces like a gory movie I don't know I guess it has changed but I don't really ever recall seeing much blood or gore I should say in any of the Star Wars
0: true and technology has advanced and, and you can't stay... Well, for instance, The Mandalorian has something they call the volume, which is a room that has monitors surrounding it. Top to bottom, floor to ceiling, that projects the background on those monitors. So that instead of just standing in front of a green screen, the actors can act to... The scene as the audience would see it.
1: Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of that. That's pretty cool. Uh,
0: they call that the volume. And Star Trek Discovery has taken on that same technology.
1: Huh. That's interesting. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, it's probably quite helpful to the actors, to you know, instead of having somebody with a stick and a tennis ball on the end of it saying, you know, follow this like it was a dragon. Yeah. They could actually have a dragon, you know, in, in the scene, hmm. and the actors actually see it.
1: Well, that's pretty neat. That's very interesting. I didn't know all that.
0: But as far as actual violence, I don't... Maybe things are a little bit more violent. I'd say things in both series, or both franchises, there is a lot more emphasis on action than there used to be. Yeah. When Star Trek first started, they had not a very big budget. And actually, as the series went on, their budget was cut. So they ended up with a lot of shows that they call bottle shows, where the characters are basically on the ship, which were sets that they already had that didn't have to be built and decorated and everything. It was just the characters talking. And so you had character shows. I don't think Star Wars could do character shows.
1: Uh, well, I, I guess no. I mean, now they could, definitely. I mean, look at the Mandalorian and with what they're coming out with. I mean, they're coming out with Obi-Wan. I mean, uh, they're coming out with a whole bunch of different characters that they're, they're doing, you know what I mean? But they're constantly adding characters like the Mandalorian. Or, I,
0: I just mean that. Star Wars couldn't do a low-budget characters no. talking and not, no action type of
1: show. No, I don't think so. And if they did, it, it would be very limited characters they could do it with. Yeah, I mean, I guess Star Trek, can, you know, Star Wars fans might get a little mad about this, but Star Trek uh, characters are a lot more in-depth than the Star Wars characters, I believe, in my opinion. I'm a Star Wars fan I'm I'm a, a but uh, there's more content, I believe, in Star Trek characters than there are in Star Wars characters.
0: As far as character development.
1: Character development, and yeah.
0: And Star Wars is very much good versus evil. Yes. Whereas Star Trek is more like Forbidden Planet or The Twilight Zone, where episodes where you take people and you put them in a weird circumstance and you make social commentary from it. You can talk about black versus white in Star Trek in a way that people don't realize that they're seeing social commentary. Yeah. Whereas Star Wars is just sort of mustache-twirling evil people versus wide eyed innocents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten a little bit darker, more risque, and, and I don't know. If, especially in the movies, I don't want to bring into the books. Books bring in a lot more different things, but some people don't consider them canon. Some people do. Yeah, I mean that's a whole another realm we can get into. Would be the books, but also there's hundreds and thousands of books in Star Trek too. So I guess we're really just talking about the, the, the movie and shows. But yeah, you you're right. I would agree with that. What is your favorite Star Trek story? I already know the answer to this, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably the episode of Star Trek that is universally recognized as the best is City on the Edge of Forever. That's the name of the episode, and a lot of people aren't going to know what that means by that title. It is the episode where Kirk and Spock have to go back into the past and find McCoy and save him.
1: They go back and. Like in the Depression era. or it, yes.
0: And Kirk meets a, a woman named Edith Keeler, who is sort of a do-gooder. She runs a soup kitchen. She's a, a very good person, but they find out that if they remain, that she would end up talking the president into not going into World War Two, And that the Nazis would develop the nuclear bomb and pretty much destroy the earth. So they find out that the woman that Kirk has fallen in love with must die. Mm. Keeler must die. Wasn't
1: she a famous actress that played that role?
0: Yes. I can't remember her name. I can't It
1: wasn't was Elizabeth Taylor, was it?
0: I believe she was considered for it, but um, it was Joan Collins.
1: Joan, that's okay. Who
0: played played Keeler. Anyway, that's considered to be the best Star Trek episode. It is not my favorite episode. My favorite episode is called Devil in the Dark. And it's sort of a bottled episode in that it all takes place underground. They're in a mining colony. And there is an evil monster who is killing people. And they must find this creature and and destroy it. Well, it turns out that the creature called a horta is actually a mother. And they have been killing all of the eggs of the next generation of Hordas, unknowingly destroying all of her children. And she is just like a mother bear who's protecting her
1: cubs. She's trying to protect her kind.
0: Yes. That's actually my favorite episode. It doesn't have a lot of action, not a lot of special effects. It's all mainly about discovering who the Horda is and finding out what her motivation is. And it sort of turns your monster into a creature of depth, hmm. which I think Star Trek was very good at. Uh, turning a story upside down and getting you to see the other side. In fact, I, there are very few villains in Star Trek who don't have a really good motivation for the way that they are. You don't have Darth Vader who's just evil for evil's sake. You have people who have reasons for being the way that they are, and I think it's a more balanced approach. Okay. And so, that's my favorite episode of Star Trek. What is your favorite Star Wars story? Mm, it's
1: funny that you're asking. Well, story, or well, um,
0: you don't have to name the episodes or anything. Just no. describe.
1: Them. Well, favorite story is how Anakin turned to the dark side. Anakin Skywalker turned into Darth Vader, and I guess that goes into who's my favorite character, also. Kind of like you said, uh, but I will disagree. You said like how Darth Vader is just evil for evil's sake. He really wasn't evil. Uh, Anakin was supposed to be the, the chosen one, but he did. He turned to the dark side because he became selfish. And a lot of people do think that Star Wars is just good and evil. And there's a lot more to it under that, but it is in all. It is light versus dark. You have the dark side of the force, and you have the light side of the force. But uh, Anakin turned to the dark side of the force to save. love of his life and i don't particularly care how it was portrayed in the movies per se by Hayden christensen i don't think he took the role as seriously as he should have but if you look into it he was very powerful he was trying to do the right thing obi-wan tried to show him the way with the force and so did you know the other jedi on the council But it just showed he looked for the easy way out, and then he was pushed into a corner, and he did turn to the dark side to save Padme, who was the mother of Luke and Leia. But I would have to say Anakin's my favorite character, who does turn into Darth Vader, and in the end, he actually does do good. I mean, he turns around and helps kill the Emperor with Luke. I just like the the story plot of how Anakin... Tried to do good for so long, and I know people would disagree with this, but then did turn into the dark side. But he also, people don't realize, is he could have moved forward with the force a lot more than what he did and became more powerful, but he didn't. There's all sorts of debates about that. You know, could he become more powerful than Emperor? Force lightning and stuff like that, but he never did do that. And I, and I think it was by choice that he chose not to. Basically, he was this big bad guy who was very powerful, but didn't work to get to be as all powerful as he possibly could have because he did still have light in his soul. The storyline of Anakin is probably my favorite.
0: You say that he went to the dark side to protect the woman that he loves.
1: He wanted to save her, yes. But in the end, it ultimately killed her.
0: The the characters of Anakin Skywalker and Princess Padme?
1: Padme, it? Padme, yeah.
0: The problem I have with that is there was no chemistry between them. The yeah. only way they could have had less chemistry would have been to cast them in separate movies.
1: Yeah. Like I'm saying, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. It's just like the acting a-hitting Christianson. I'm looking more into it as like the story behind it and stuff like that. But no, I agree with you. I mean, some of the some of the worst casting was in those movies between those two. I mean, but yeah, they, their their chemistry was terrible, and I didn't think the writing helped it very much at all. People love Star Wars, and I'll probably catch grief about this, but George La, George Lucas's writing and dialogue was not the the best. Ever It was. It seemed very robotic and very, and as the series went on, I think it just got a little bit worse and worse. I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not a be-all, end-all Star Wars fan where I'm not one of these people who thinks it's the, the best ever, you know. Uh, I enjoy it. I am a Star Wars fan.
0: Well, it, if you think about it, uh, that storyline was stolen from Dracula. Dracula yep. became the evil he became because he loved a woman so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: I don't know which storyline came first. Who stole it from who?
1: Jack Dracula's been around for forever, from what I, I mean. And it's it's true. You
0: can't really have an original storyline anymore. No, people have been telling stories for thousands and thousands of years.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, some some kind of duplicates are,
1: yeah. are,
0: are going to come along.
1: Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, people have drawn things on the Star Wars to the Bible. God's sakes. I mean, it's... it's. You can draw parallels to almost anything if you want to look in and skew them to what you want to believe, in In my opinion.
0: I think the Force is like the big biggest defining difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. So you don't have anything like that in Star Trek that I can
1: remember. No. No. There's. Yeah, because the Force is like magic. Picking up moving things and just controlling thoughts, other people's thoughts. Not even just beings, but droids. And No, I don't think they ever did that with droids. Or did they with droids?
0: I thought I remember reading somewhere that they. We're going to have a storyline where a droid could wield the Force,
1: and in some of the in some of the books, they they did. they become so Force sensitive. But I don't think they had Force powers; they just knew how to. I mean, that's a good question. And I, I think they could somehow manipulate manipulate, or they could learn the, the lightsaber so well, and that was just pretty much a weapon that the Jedi used. But it was it's not just Jedi specific. The Jedi just learned how to master it.
0: I think the idea of the lightsaber it was made because it's a beautiful effect and it's flashy and people like it for that. Uh, Star Trek, they just have phasers and they shoot it at somebody and they fall down. Yeah, uh, Not a whole lot of action in, involved there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think also a lot of the stuff with the the, the, the lightsaber was kind of ba- beckons back to the to, to being a knight and and being honorable, and it was it was a throwback instead of you know being in well it's supposed to be in a galaxy far far away from a long time ago, but it was you know instead of having phasers, you needed to actually have you know or not phasers like laser beams and guns and all that stuff. It was something where you had a skill to use it and wield it to its most powerful way but i mean a lot of people don't realize that there was like five different techniques that the jedi could use their lightsabers in and they were all different ways but it was it was actually four that the jedi would teach and the fifth one was more that the 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 sith would use which obviously is the dark side of the force because it was more of an aggressive attacking style of way to wield the lightsaber and the jedis actually did not teach that.
0: The Jedi seem modeled somewhat on the samurai to me.
1: Yeah, they they were. But well both of them were. I mean, in the original series. They that's why the the, the, the fighting technique was more of a samurai fighting style.
0: Who is your favorite Star Wars character?
1: once again, Anakin. Anakin. Um I if 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 truly my favorite character would probably be Darth Brevin, but he's more of in the books. Out of the movies, Anakin would be my favorite. Was
0: that Darth who? Darth Revan. I've not heard of that character. He
1: was was a Jedi Knight, uh, got mad at the Council, turned to the dark side, went back to the light side, and then defeated the Sith. So there's a long history of him back in the Knights of the Old Republic. So he's way before A New Hope. And everything, and I know people—if people listen to this—that are huge Star Wars fans. I'm probably wrong on some of that, but I believe that's the gist of them. But no, Darth Revan would probably be my favorite character. He—he he has a lot of depth to him. And then I—I I don't know. I guess I like bad guys. I like Darth Bane. Darth Bane is the one that came up with the—the—the the, the power of two, where, where they're there can only be one Sith Lord, and then as a pre- apprentice whereas in the jedi there's multiple jedi and there's a council a council and y- yoda was the lead council well there's no really lead council but there was a council of jedi that overlooked all of the jedis whereas in the sith there was one main lord and then his apprentice and like in the movies the emperor or senator palpatine he was the the sith lord and then in the beginning the first his first apprentice was Darth Maul, who died in Phantom Menace. Then there was Count Dooku. And then Dooku was killed by Anakin. The Emperor basically turned Anakin into Darth Vader to save him. After he manipulated him, but turned him into Darth Vader. And then eventually Darth Vader killed the Emperor.
0: That is something I've noticed about Star Wars. I've seen, I think, all of the movies. I've seen about half of the Clone Wars episodes and about half of the Star Wars Rebels episodes. And even in the movies, the story jumps around. So now when you see something like The Mandalorian, you don't really know when does this happen? Where does this stack up against the rest? You, You have to watch it for quite a while to figure those things out.
1: Yeah. They do jump around quite a bit. Well, it didn't help that the first movies came out in the basically the middle of the actual storyline. You know, the, the
0: first one was Episode Four.
1: Wasn't was it? Episode Four? New Hope was Episode Four, and before that was the Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, and then Revenge of the Sith. So, and then the New Hope was the th- was the fourth one. Then Empire Strikes Back, then Return of the Jedi, and then all of the newest ones when Luke is already retired and gone, and then, yeah. And now they're planning on coming out with another trilogy uh, in a few years, but I'm not sure. But, you know, like a lot of people, their favorite, long considered the best movie of the trilogy was Empire Strikes Back, which was the second movie that came out. And then there's a big debate about which is the best Star Wars movie after that, and I would have to say Rogue One. But some people don't even consider that part of Star Wars, but it is. It's just a lot of people don't see it as a Star Wars movie because there's not really any Jedi in it. And that's the one where they get the the plans for the Death Star and at the very end of the movie it leads right into the New Hope when Vader gets on the ship and destroys basically all of the, the rebel fighters. You've seen Rogue One, I believe.
0: Yeah. And it's pretty obvious what part of what time frame that Show takes place. Yeah, that,
1: that's. But going into it, you really don't know what they're looking for, or what's going on. And a lot of people didn't realize it until the very end of the movie when it shows Vader come through the entrance of the ship. They didn't realize that it was just months that whole movie took place weeks before A New Hope started. Hmm. So, but I mean, even that movie starts off well before that, because the the daughters. Uh, who's in Rogue One, which is a ship, basically he gets killed because he's the architect of, or he gets brought back because he's the architect of the Death Star.
0: What is your least favorite Star Wars character?
1: Probably Rey in the uh, the newest Star Wars trilogy. I don't dislike her all that much, but I thought it was a really empty character. Just a lot didn't make sense. She was force sensitive, and I don't know. It ju- it seems like they just do it together, kind of, in my opinion. They made it in the in the earlier shows. They made it like a big deal if someone was force sensitive, and it just seemed as the trilogy, as the stories and the movie lines progressed throughout this series, it seemed like anybody and their their mom could be force sensitive. And I mean, she was just, you know, she was basically another Luke, you know, poor kid on a desolate planet Tatooine again. Um, Didn't know much about her history, just like Luke. Didn't know much about her parents. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's on this epic odyssey to save the universe from the Imperial army that just... I didn't particularly care for it.
0: Did she turn out to be a relative of Luke's?
1: No. She she calls herself a Skywalker in the end, but I don't think she had any uh, lineage to Luke at all.
0: Well, I think that's good because throughout most of those nine episodes, it was all about that one family.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was almost incestuous at one point where... Leia and Luke almost hooked up. I mean, and they—they they turned out to be brother and sister.
0: Yeah, I don't think I want to go there. No, I don't either. <laughs> I—I don't—I don't think they knew how. The. It seems pretty obvious to me that that was meant to be a one movie, one shot movie, and then they, all of a sudden they had to pivot. Yeah. In order to get three movies and then nine movies out of it. Yeah. And they couldn't really go back and erase that from history, I guess.
1: Yeah. What is your least favorite Star Trek episode?
0: My least favorite episode is one one that I think all fans will probably consider to be the worst episode. And that is an episode called Spock's Brain. It's where they go to a planet, and I believe everyone passes out or something. I I don't even remember. Buck's brain has been removed from his head and brought down to the planet, and it's used as like a controller to control the city that, that they live in. But speaking of best and worst... One of the first Star Trek conventions I ever went to. They had a, a movie room where they would project, I believe, 35 millimeter film. The the guy who ran the convention rented this film from one of those companies like you used to get films at school. Okay, and uh, he asked for. City on the Edge of Forever, which is pretty much universally agreed to be the best episode ever. When the film arrived, it came with a note saying something happened to our copy of that, so we sent you a substitute episode. Hmm. And that substitute episode that us poor fans had to watch was Spock's Brain. Oh no. So, like somehow they thought that episode was was equivalent to the one they were trying to substitute for. <laughs> it, I, I, I can laugh about it now, but uh, I'll bet the poor guy who ran that con did not consider that funny.
1: Probably not.
0: Whatsoever. What would you fix in the Star Wars universe?
1: Kind of like what I touched on before. Make it more elite to have the force powers or even dark side powers to be able to use the force like i said as the, as the show went on it seemed like everybody had force capabilities and i just found that to be uh i don't know it seemed really really neat in the beginning like you know because the only people you saw with the force powers in the original series was luke obi-wan and vader and pal and, uh the emperor and then it just seemed, as it went on, that there was more and more and more and more. And I know they opened up the universe quite a bit more. And then you heard stories of the Jedi, and a lot of that had to go with Order 66. By the end, it just seemed, you know, John Boyega's character almost seemed to have force. He was force-sensitive by the last three movies, too. And he was he was basically a clone that dropped out of the, 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 the Imperial forces. It just, it seemed like everybody by the end almost had some force capabilities. And i that's one thing I just didn't particularly care for. What would you fix on the Star Trek universe?
0: Well, actually not much. One thing I can say, I, I wouldn't necessarily fix the universe because I think it's pretty well thought out. The only complaint I have with the franchise is that in recent years, every movie and every season of the series, it seems like there's this huge thing that has to be dealt with. All of Earth is going to be destroyed or all of the galaxy is going to be destroyed. And, you know, our our trusted heroes are the only ones who, who can fix it. Hmm. That storyline is wearing thin with me.
1: Yeah, I've heard you complain about her. Yeah, get upset about that. It seems like they're just trying to one-up, like you, like, uh, like the shock value, like uh, Game of Thrones, where they, they want to kill people off, or, or there's this impending doom where it's almost like a shock and awe type of thing. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they just did that. That seems to what I've gathered from it, too. Would you agree with that, or?
0: Oh, there's a little bit of that, with now Discovery and Picard. There's a, a few cases of people dying where, in the original series, in that time frame, episode or TV shows that were done at that time, the main characters never died. Yeah, you 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 could depend on them surviving. If they died, it wasn't for very long. And if there was a a situation where you thought they might die, it was always a challenge to the audience to see how are they going to figure that, well, you know they're not going to die, how are they going to figure out how to not die? Mm-hmm. Whereas since Game of Thrones, everybody's, everybody's fair game.
1: Fair game, yeah, you never know who's going to turn out and get whacked or... <laughs> Disappear. Yeah. Tragic ending. Yeah.
0: Uh, other than the huge galactic menace that they come up with every movie and every episode, I, I don't, there isn't a whole lot more that I have complaints about there that, I, that I would fix. Okay. Would you say that Star Wars is more about mythology and Star Trek is more about technology?
1: Well, without a doubt. Star Trek, I would say, is more technico- technological than, you know, and Star Wars is mythological due to just the force, uh, you know, unexplained ability to do things. Whereas Star Trek seems like stuff that would be reasonable, would be figured out technologically advanced where it could happen. I could
0: see having something like the Force in Star Trek, but they would explain it in scientific terms.
1: Instead of making something up, like metachlorines and...
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, the guy who wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey, he was a gay author, by the way. Okay, I didn't know that. He said any sufficiently advanced technology would appear to be magic. Hmm. So if there was a storyline in that re, in Star Trek that required something like the Force, they would explain it as technology that is so far beyond us that we, we thought it was magic.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, don't people say that we only use like 6% of the, our brain's abilities?
0: I think there's been some disputes about that. I believe the brain, the mind, is more powerful than we give it credit.
1: Come, okay. Do you think uh, there would be, say, ways of people actually using telekinesis or telepathy one day?
0: You see that in science fiction all the time. Yeah. I suppose it's not a big stretch.
1: No. The cold classic scanners. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe. You never know. I mean, if we're only using that much of our brain... Who's to say that we wouldn't be able to maybe use force abilities like that someday? I don't know. Like you said, Star Trek would explain it scientifically, whereas in Star Wars, it's just you have these these cells in your body, mitochondria, and you have a lot of them, so you have this ability to do this. Whereas you know, like you said, like Star Trek would explain it how and why and why and how we were able to reach that part of our brains or something like that, if that makes any sense. Star Wars, like we talked about, is very much about good versus evil. What is Star Trek about?
0: Star Trek is a reflection of current morality projected onto the future. If you think about it, Kirk Spock and McCoy, they're all... They're not acting like 23rd century people. They're acting like 20th century people who are in a 23rd century starship. Okay. It has to be... It has to be familiar to a 20th century audience. And as I said earlier... I believe the producers of Star Trek wanted to make social commentary in such a way that people didn't realize that they were kind of being preached to
1: Okay,
0: sort of in a way like Gulliver's travels where the guy comes to the, the Lilliputian land and he's, he's a giant human to them. The author at that time wanted to make social commentary about the monarchy and british justice but he couldn't do it he, you know he couldn't write a treatise about social mores he did it in in a, a fantasy where he could say things and people wouldn't realize that they were being preached to
1: okay
0: and i think star trek is foremost at least its origins come from a, a way of presenting social commentary in ways that people would enjoy and not realize that they were learning something in a
1: roundabout way yeah that's a good point very good point
0: would you rather live in a star wars universe or a star trek universe
1: star trek it's definitely a star trek universe
0: I'm surprised by that answer.
1: Uh, Well, I mean, the reason being is in the Star Trek universe, it doesn't seem there's not the haves and have-nots. There's not the poor and down and out. There's no disease. There's nothing for want. You know, know, people aren't dying without, uh, looks like diseases are are rid, like, you know, being a type 1 diabetic. It doesn't look like that would be a problem. It may be the same thing in Star Wars, but Star Trek seems something reachable, whereas Star Wars just doesn't. It just doesn't seem. And and in Star Wars, there is a lot of you have an imperialistic government or army that's that's taking and taking and taking away from other civilizations. Whereas in Star Trek, you know, it's it's to explore things. And none of it's really there to take and destroy and basically do what humans do and try to pilfer from other societies to make to to better theirs. They're basically out there to find new things, not interject and make them worse or better, but basically to find out and you know they never want to do any harm they'll do things to say, but even that goes against. What the Starfleet's about, whereas in Star Wars there is there's a lot of you know that's why the rebels are there to 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 take away you know to to gift down the imperialistic government and and all of that, whereas Star Trek just seems more like a uh uh a utopian type of world in my in my eyes from what I know of it people just don't there's no have and have nots in the Star Trek universe in my opinion, from what I understand of it.
0: Well, that's interesting. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I have noticed that Star Wars universe is grittier and dirtier, like, like it takes place after a time where maybe there was a higher technology and a, more of a utopian society. And it's more dystopian. It's mm-hmm. like, this is the remnants of of uh, something that was really great and has now gone extinct.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at like the storylines with Solo, and there's pirates, and they're trying to steal to get by, or to, to line their own pockets.
0: And smuggling.
1: And smuggling and stuff like that, where you're right, it's like a dystopian, you know, I, I gotta get mine when I can. Whereas in Star Trek just that that doesn't exist. I mean, you have bad guys in that, but it doesn't seem like a it's a it's a universe that's that's straught with strife and and evildoers and you know, you have your civilizations that quarrel, but the universe is so vast where they can pretty much stay out of each other's way if they wanted to. Would you rather live in a Star Trek universe or a Star Wars universe?
0: I would rather live in a Star Trek universe.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: (laughs) One of the tenets of Star Trek is that they don't have money. The reason they don't have money is they don't have want. They've invented something called the transporter where they can transport objects from one place to another using that same technology they can create anything that's been previously digitized so you can have any meal you want you can have any things you want you no longer have to have money to have things so things have lost their value People in the Star Trek universe sort of do live in a utopia, that all of their needs are provided for them, and they can spend time developing their reputation, developing relationships. Basically, the starship Enterprise is a cosmic Mary Worth, working her way through the galaxy, doing good. It is maybe not ever possible it's, it's based on a technology that a lot of scientists believe will never come to pass mm-hmm. given the choice between living in that world and living in a gritty uh, a gritty dystopia like star wars uh, i i think i would definitely pick star trek
1: yeah I agree with you, one hundred percent what is your uh, your favorite time of the week? What is your favorite joke right now? Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure it's part of my favorite times too, because you always get catch me off guard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do they use to power the starship enterprise?
1: What do they use see power <laughs> okay, sorry, what do they use to power the starship enterprise
0: you can't say dead lithium.
1: What? You can't say dilithium. Dilith- What? Dilithium? (laughs) Okay. Spock plugs. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's enough discussion for this week. I hope everyone enjoyed hearing our opinions. This is Kura. And Bear. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: You have been listening to the Bear and Cura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com, and Oz is spelled A-W-E-S.